The world of alcohol is a large and fascinating place. As a lifelong storyteller, I enjoy nothing more than hearing people's stories, finding out what inspired them, and really what makes them tick. This is Hudson Lindenberger, the host of Booze News, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. I feel you. This is why I loved the After Hours Espresso Martini, because I also love mixology. There's something emotionally about an espresso martini that feels like you're starting and you're opening your next adventure. Uh, nice to meet you, Neil. It looks like you're... Uh... Looks like you're in a fascinating room. Is that is that a real room or a background? Nah, no, that's my real room. It's my office. I love it. <laughs> it's up in the attic. Thanks. I know you're a fan of magic. That that room just makes me think of magic. So I, I like that. There's lots of magicy things all about. I'm staring at books of the art of puzzle boxes. Okay. And I have pens, but also wands in cups. <laughs> weird up here it's where i hope uh, it all ends once the zombie apocalypse starts you know as long as you have your safe space you'll be able to be happy and uh rat it true. out so true that well thanks for taking a little time to jump on with me today i uh, i really appreciate it I actually was just uh, uh cruising wondercade and really nice. i really like that site there's some really interesting fun stuff and I, I think it does a nice job of kind of incorporating your humor and slight irreverence along with um you know some really interesting recommendations thanks i love i love having the uh, opportunity to crow about random things i find exciting i'm not young and so i've i've steered towards a lot of adventures i have quite a bucket list in my life and so when I'm able to pass on some knowledge or some recs or some tips to others in a fun kind of bespoke way, I'm down for it. We really want the website of that to feel otherworldly as well. I'm a big fan of, of like ephemera of things that you find in a drawer in an attic. And so I don't know with that comes a, a level of, authenticity and kind of reverence and so i i like the way the website has turned out because it feels a little whimsical and yet grounded well and i think you know look I, we're roughly i'm a couple years older than you but i think as you get go through life you know you experience and you accumulate you know interests and knowledge that it becomes a joy as you get older to be able to actually share it with people and say look you know might not be the smartest person in the world, but I found a couple of pretty cool things that I'd love to just tell you about. And people seem to, you know, I know in my life, people seem to really appreciate it. They're like, thanks. I never really knew about that. Or I didn't, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. That's how you can mix a cocktail so quickly. Good to know. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I find your career, obviously, as I'm sure you heard a million times, is pretty interesting and fascinating. You know, you seem to be someone who kind of refuses to be boxed into any one space and kind of blazes your own path. And you're also someone who comes across as very comfortable in their own skin. You know, you, you know who you are and you're, you're pretty happy with it. Truth. Yeah. And I think it kind of shows through in your projects. I mean, you're, you're, you have a pretty interesting, varied career of just in your acting alone of stuff that you've kind of touched on. Yeah. I didn't, I never really wanted to 
to just have a single lane and just do the same thing over and over. I don't know when I, when I was in fifth or sixth grade, maybe even younger, we were asked what instrument we wanted to play. And I wound up, I wound up being the one that, that played six or seven different instruments. Like I didn't just stick to the one. I started with the xylophone, but then when they needed a French horn player, I, I, I went to French horn and then oboe. And then I played the tuba for a hot minute. So yeah, I like learning new skill sets for sure. And you know, how is that parlayed itself? I mean, obviously with a variety of different roles, but also it seems like you've been involved with some pretty interesting side projects through your career. You know, is that kind of just same gig that you're always looking for something interesting, a little more different, something fun and exciting, kind of part of what drove Wondercade was to kind of just push things out there? Yes, I suppose so. I mean, I, I in my gut, I probably am more a director than a performer. And I look at things from as many perspectives as I can. And so I'm really turned on by immersion and immersive experiences, immersive entertainment, when people take care for everything, every font, every flavor, every image, to have it all um, have the sum of its parts be, you know, more impressive and, and more thoughtful. I'm intrigued by that. So I don't just choose random things for the sake of it. But I, I, have, I have been really turned on by those that create, create things as, as fully formed as possible. It's why I love Cirque du Soleil. It's why I love escape rooms. You know, it's why I love Sleep No More. Because you can see that there's a, that there's a sense of, of care. And in turn, I think that is a sense of uh, respect and appreciation for the consumer or the viewer to know that you're not just pumping out product, but that you are actually um, conscientious and overtly thoughtful about what you're providing. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, looking back, you know, doing some research for, we jumped on to talk, you know, one of the things I, I did notice was it's not like your name is plastered on everything out there. It seems like, like you said, you're looking for stuff that's authentic, that's actually has maybe a connection with you or that you can stand behind instead of just, I'm going to throw my name behind X, Y, and Z, and let's just, you know, make money off it and run forward and move on. It's one of the reasons I wanted to join forces with Thomas Ashbourne, to be honest, because I found that they had a level of quality and their brand is appreciated in a way that others aren't and they have a sophistication in their market that i that i that that, that aligned with with what i wanted to be um involved with yeah i mean i think you know in the world of you know rtd and ready to drinks which is exploding you know obviously the pandemic highlighted the fact that there's a big market out there. People are interested. Obviously, you know, seltzers led the way. And now it's, you know, there's almost, there's too many seltzers. They're just everywhere. But now what I, I love about that is that they ushered in the idea of good pre-mixed cocktails. Because, you know, 
I can remember back, you know, when I was growing up in my in this early eighties and that pre-dirt cocktails, even up through the nineties and that, and two thousands were pretty horrendous. You know, you would grab a bottle of some really funky, weird colored thing off the shelf, you'd drink it, and sure you'd have fun, but then you'd wake up the next morning wondering, do I really dislike myself this much to put this in my body? <laughs> I feel you. And that's, this is why I loved the after hours espresso martini, because I also love mixology. And so I, I fancy that I can make a really great Negroni and I love having a bar where I can mix my own drinks. Problem with an espresso martini is that you have to also like make a full on coffee espresso in addition to the drink itself. And so there aren't a lot of them on the market because of that. And so I, I thought this is a good call to have a martini, which is classy, and then add some caffeine of an espresso, which gives some added pep. It seems like a, it seems like something you could drink before a ball game or also drink before an opera, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, what I like, what Thomas Ashbourne's done a really nice job of doing is, you know, taking kind of classic cocktails, putting a fresh spin on them, kind of reinventing them, and packaging it out in a really nice package, you know, between either the 375 or the 200 milliliter cans that, you know, people can get this and know, all right, it's quality. It has some star power behind it, but it's also not the same old drink that I'm going to find, you know, in every other package that, you know, brags the same thing out there. And especially like you said, I think it is true. You don't see a lot of espresso martinis out there. I mean, there's caffeine and coffee in some drinks, but not many. I mean, I think it was interesting. So how, you know, how did it come around with the espresso martini? You know, was this your idea Did you know, did they have the idea? How did, how was the genesis of this? It was honestly me. It's a drink that I love to drink, but I don't often drink because it, I don't want to just, I don't want to annoy the wait staff and <laughs> the bartenders because they have to stop what they're doing to, uh, to make a, a single espresso shot to put inside a, a beverage. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's a mixologist and that's his favorite drink if he had to choose. And so I thought, oh, that's a, like, this is a good call. And so if, if the bartenders themselves want to have an espresso martini, then that's a really good litmus for the rest of everyone because they have their pulse on, on what's, uh, effective and delicious. And it just seems good because you, because so you're thinking about a canned or bottled beverage. And then you're, so for me, I was thinking about in what context will you be drinking it, right? Is this something that would be in a mini bar at a hotel? And if so, is that something you drink before you go out? Is this something that you have in your fridge for when friends come over last minute? And so there's lots of different situations where this could be applicable and i think adding the espresso element to the martini means that it's either going to be let's start our night strong like let's drink this now or if you're on a at the beach and you can put them in your cooler like it's let's keep the energy going or when you're when the bars have closed and you're going to go dancing like this is a way to kick it into the next level so I don't know. There's something, there's uh, something emotionally about an espresso martini that feels like you're starting and you, you, you're opening your next adventure. 
And how involved were you with the recipe? I mean, was David involved at all? I know, you know, as a chef, he might have some ideas, or is this, you know, you just working directly with the team over at um, Thomas Ashbourne? Uh, it was the latter. David's um, 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 over seven years sober, so uh, he he doesn't taste the alcohol. Um, but it, yes, it was going to different locations, tasting different versions, looking at literally everything, at viscosity, at uh, sweetness level, at alcohol level, how much how much coffee. What flavor of coffee do you really want a strong sense of coffee or is that not appealing? And so it's trying to find that sweet spot. So um, it was lots of tasting. And I felt like a proper like wine maker. We were coming up with all kinds of all kinds of descriptors for things. A little unctuous, this one. I think mm, a touch cloying. Let's try. <laughs> and we found we'd get tasters and taste them all. It was a, it was a, a very impressively exhaustive process, to be honest. It wasn't like here, taste this or this, which is your favorite or stick your name on it. I really want people to enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a really good flavor. I hope you can, I hope you can taste it soon. It's also good to be able to, you know, do that and be part of it because look, you do want to put your name on it. You are going to stand behind it. And of course, you know, you'll be able to tell people, yeah, actually it was involved with this. I actually know what went into it. Not just, they brought me a recipe. I thought it was great. Then I slapped my name on it and moved on. And it's classy. I agree with you. Some of the seltzers and canned beverages in the market are really aggressive in, in their marketing and their fonts and lightning bolts and, (laughs) and makes it, makes it feel, I don't know. It lacks an element of feeling special. And I think there's something about not only Espresso Martini as an idea, but Thomas Ashbourne as a company that makes it feel like something that you would want to bring to a party or give as a gift or, you know, drink on a date. How, how involved will you be in the rollout? I mean, you know, it'll be a new product. Are you obviously you're speaking to me? I'm sure you're speaking to some other media people. You know, what, what's your involvement going to be with this? Or is it more, my name's on it, I'll help push it out there, but I'm, I'm also a busy person. Uh, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I have a whole lo- a slew of things that are happening, like work-wise and life-wise, but I'm enthusiastic about the after-hours espresso martini. So I'll be going about doing interviews, um, talking to people who are buyers, going to locations to promote it individually, kind of whatever it takes. But I have a feeling word of mouth will catch on quick with this one. Yeah, I think so. Um, Any chance it'll show up in your new show, Drag Me to Dinner? I mean, it seems like a perfect thing for the contestants to work this one into. We filmed all of the episodes already of Drag Me to Dinner. Those those we finished a while ago. But uh, Uncoupled Season 2 is coming up. And was that would that be meta and weird? If no. my character was drinking, if my character Michael was drinking an after hours espresso martini that was that was a, a, a partnership with Neil Patrick Harris, I think not. I'm all in. Let's go. I love this plan. Yeah, you know, um, Seth MacFarlane. He just came out with Bear Fight single malt American single malt whiskey, and I interviewed oh, wow. him several months ago. 
And I asked the same question. I said, you know, look, you have a bunch of interesting properties. You're known for your irreverent sense of humor. Might verify it be making its way in. And he said, well, I, I can't say yes or no, he said, but I'm sure that the writers at Family Guy, he said, are already trying to brainstorm it. And he said, and Ted, you know, the new Ted movie's coming out. It seems like the perfect fit for me. I'm like, I would agree. I mean, especially yeah. with his sense of humor. If I only had the reach of a Seth MacFarlane and a brain writer's rooms with which to <laughs> hand my espresso martinis to, but on my own scale, I think I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll give them as, as uh, gifts when I go to people's houses. I mean, that's sort of the same level, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. What is your investment? You know, do you, did you invest with Thomas Ashbourne? You know, I know that Sarah Jessica Parker and the others that got in, they helped kind of roll it out. Do you have any stake in the company or is it just, let's just do this co-branded and work this product together? It's more the latter. And, um, you know, I know that besides, you know, the after hours that reading from Wondercake, you, know, you were also discussing, you know, the rosé the with the game box wines. And I know that, you know, your, your face is on the logo, uh, the other wine company that you're a member of that, uh, as the really kind of humorous uh, wines. Yeah. Are you going to be rolling those out anytime soon? I know with the, the game box wines, you had mentioned it might be coming out. Yeah. That's a collaboration with Wonderpaid. So I'm not sure of the timings of that, but okay. at the moment, super focused on the rollout of the espresso martini. Okay. Anything else that yeah you think I should know about the the beverage? I mean, I think it's pretty interesting what you're doing. I think it, I I happen to agree with you. I think that there's uh, I think it fills a niche. You know, you you don't see this in the market right now that much. So I think there's a million and three of X, Y, and Z out there. But you know, I'm I'm a little surprised that you know you you didn't roll a Negroni out because you are well known for your love of Negroni. But I think that maybe the espresso martini might have a tad bit bigger reach. Yes, we had considered a Negroni, uh, but I think in this market, the canned Negroni is, there's plenty of options already. And if I'm being honest, I love a Negroni so much, I'd rather, I'd rather explain how to make one on your own, because it's a, a simple recipe that can be absolutely delicious. So, so I think the espresso martini is a better call all around. Well, yeah, I know this is going to be coming out and we're going to see it popping up everywhere. Nice. You know, obviously DTC and, um, you know, in brick and mortar out there. And you sound like you're going to be on top of your exceedingly busy schedule uh, out there as a pitch man, which I know Indeed. you've done in the past with uh, Heineken Light and some other brands, but it seems like Truth. you're going to be getting back on the, uh, the beverage bandwagon, pushing it out there. Yeah, fingers crossed it catches on, man. Thank you. No, thank you. And, and I appreciate you jumping off me today. I really do appreciate it. And um, like I said, I, I, I find it great. And uh, good luck, man. I think cool. it's Thanks. a cool product. Let me know what you think of it. <laughs>